What up, what up, Wholesale to Million family? Happy Wednesday. We're back with another subscriber first wholesale deal interview. For those of you who are new to the channel, man. So what I do is I bring on people that recently closed their first wholesale deal. I bring them on to let them share their stories, the first wholesale deal to help you, you know, basically give you guys inspiration, motivations, um, you know, some tips, right? Some nuggets that you can take away and let you know that, man, there's regular average people out there, man, just like you and I are closing deals or making this money. So you stop sitting on the sideline, wishing, hoping, and watching all this player making the money and you're not. So jump tag in. Me in get, coach. Tag me in, coach. That's right, man. Jump in and get into the game, man. Get into the game. Um, if you haven't followed me in, on Instagram, hit me up on IG. Go to Kong, K-H-A-N-G dot like a period, W-T-M. And if you recently closed your first wholesale deal, either DM me or email me. Show me the money, which is the picture of the checko. And then we'll get you on. Um, email over to wholesale2millions, wholesale2millions at gmail.com. You guys, and if you find any value throughout this interview, come on, man. Shit. I only ask you for two things, man. One, smash the thumbs up if you like it. Enjoy it. If it adds value to you. If not, give it to me like it is, man. Smash that thumbs down. Get out of the video and go watch something else. So, you guys, help me welcome. Dominic, his first wholesale deal for forty-five hundred dollars from a probate list, man. So, uh, Dominic, what up, buddy? What's up, Con? Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I really hey. appreciate uh, the knowledge that you have been dropping because I've been watching you since day one. So, I appreciate you, brother. Oh, dang, bro, the OG. Yes, sir. Hey, dude. So, 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 is OG stand for O gangster? <laughs> it can have any abbreviation. You can any. Okay, because I don't know what OG is, and I asked somebody, and and that's what they told me. It's old gangster. Yeah, that's that's definitely probably the the Latin origin of it. <laughs> that's where uh, that's where it started with. Gotcha, gotcha, man. Um, so Dominic, um, would would you share with everybody uh where you're based out of, bro? Yes, sir. So I'm out of Louisville, Kentucky. I've, I've, I'm raised here. I was raised here for, I'm 26 years old now. I was born in Washington, D.C., but I was raised in Louisville, Kentucky. And then, hey. uh, go ahead. Yeah, man. Any Kentucky in the house? <laughs> yes, uh, Louisville. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so, uh, Dominic, I, I, I'm just going to let you take it over, man. I want to, I, I want to, uh, you know, I want to know a little bit about your, uh, your background, bro. Yeah, so like I said, I'm 26 years old. Uh, I got into real estate uh, last year, really. Uh, I watched The Breakfast Club and I saw Mark Whitten on The Breakfast Club talking about wholesaling, talking about no money down, nobody looking at your credit score. And I'm just uh, at 25 last year, I got out of college and um, I was playing basketball at Berea. So I really didn't have a focus on real estate. Uh, I, I, I graduated with a business and a focus in finance, but really didn't have any insight on real estate. So I'm, so, you know, after school, I'm thinking about, man, how I'm gonna get some money. 
I don't want to, you know, the nine to five. So I'm on YouTube. And then, like I said, I, I saw the breakfast club and then, um, then a year goes past and then January comes around and my old lady, I like to call her my old lady. Uh, she, uh, she's like my girlfriend for a year now, but she, uh, told me about this uh, radio broadcast. It was for fortune builders. I know a lot of people heard about fortune builders. So we signed up for that. We did the one day seminar. Then we did the three day seminar. And then I, I felt like I was getting pitched. So I knew that there was more to it. I knew that I could study more. And that's when I started going to YouTube University, started uh, watching you, Mr. Kong, started watching Max Maxwell. And I really started diving in. And um, so I started, I started uh, with that, I started going to the county clerk office. I started f figuring out and communicating how I could uh, get the ball rolling, get, uh, get it going within real estate. And then I've, I've been hearing that probate, probate was a niche that a lot of people didn't get in. I'm not scared of nothing, so I'm going, I'm diving in. So I'm, I, I went to the county clerk and I'm trying to figure out how can I get a probate list? And I'm, I'm getting shut down. Now you can't get a probate list here. Okay, okay. So I remember going to another office downtown in Louisville and a guy was showing me uh, online how to, uh, how to get these uh, wills. So now I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at these wills and it's giving me a lot of information as to the executor, the property inherited, the executor's address, the executor's number. That's all free right there. So next thing I need to do is get on these phones. And I already work at at a call center. I already I have a uh, eight hour job, and I work that in uh, evenings. So I'm already used to uh, talking on the phones. I work under uh, a credit card, USAA. So I'm already getting cussed out by military folk. So I'm, so I'm used to the scrutiny. So, and that's one thing with getting on these phone calls, even when you're asking for uh, to sell the house, you're gonna get a little scrutiny. You just gotta dust that off and keep on going. That's right. Yes, sir. Um, so, um, fast forward to my deal. So the way, so like I'm saying, I'm calling these executors from the wills and I got all the, I got all the information laid out on Excel for me so I can backtrack and I can go and, uh, recap with, uh, and executors that I've spoke to because probate is a long process. So you gotta, you gotta, reach out to the executors uh, weekly, monthly. Uh, so fast forward to get my deal. Um, the person, the executor that I reached out to, she was in Maryland. What is she gonna do with a property in Louisville? So she wanted a hundred thousand, she won a hundred and ten thousand. And then I, I had a friend that was in real estate and I had him, he would help me go to the properties that I would find and he would help me look on the MLS for these properties. 
And that's how I would figure out, figure out the ARV, the comps. Uh, so with that, when I, when I uh, saw the property uh, I t and I, I saw the comps, I knew that I had a deal. So I got it on contract that same day. I, I was, I went to Google. I just said, we buy houses. And then all the per people who, uh, that came up, that's who I was calling, telling them that I had this property on contract. Um, and it, and I, I did have the property on contract, uh, but I did have to change the contract through the, uh, because I had to nego negotiate the contract down by a thousand. So I got that contract at the final, uh, for 109,000 from the seller. And then from the buyer, I got it for a hundred and thirteen thousand. Gotcha, bro. Okay, man. I'm gonna have I, I I'm gonna break it down. I have a lot of questions for you, bro. So when when you first talk to the seller, obviously, so the property is it vacant? Is it rented? Yeah. So it was vacant. Okay. So mm. the pro so the property was vacant. You reach out to the executive, talk to her on the phone. She wanted. Mm. 110,000. She wanted 110,000 first, correct. Okay, and now you have you seen the property? I I did not see the property. Oh. So like yeah, I did not see the property. Um I saw the property uh, of course after I block it up. Um, I yeah, after I set up the meeting with her on the phone. Um mm -hmm. Okay. Gotcha, man. Okay. So 110 um, so you lock it up on a contract at 110. Correct. The first one. Okay. Let's, let's one thing at a time under contract 110. Now everybody probably want to know, man, and everybody's going to reach out to you regarding to help them pull the list, whatever that you, you are talking about. So, um, now my, my next question I want to ask you, bro, is that how did, how did the first conversation go? Cause I know a lot of people afraid to get on the phone. They don't know what to say. So, what did you say, bro? So, I, uh, so I went on your uh, live cold calls on Friday, oh. and basically, uh, I, I say the same thing. I get on the phone, and I'll say, "How you doing, Mr. Kong? My name is Dominic Garman. I'm a residential developer in the city of Louisville. I work for an investing company, and what we like to do, we like to reach out to executors in the early session before the probate uh, service." And we like to deliver you services. And uh, with that being said, I give them the services that I could uh, I could give them. Other than give other than saying that I want to just buy your property, I like to say that I have a sales estate team that can assist. I have a clean out team that I can help assist. Uh, and basically, with giving them services, they also want to dig in and prop and give you the property. Mm, gotcha. Okay. So your pitch wasn't like, Hey, you know, I'm with a real estate investment company. We're looking to buy some properties in the area. Your pitch was differently was, Hey, we have a service that we want to provide for the executive of the probate. So you actually say that. Correct. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha, man. So now the first phone call, so the first phone call that you have with her, you didn't lock it up on a contract. I did not. Okay. So you got the information and then you set the, you set a, an appointment to call back the second time and make the offer or what? 
say that one more time. Yeah, Dom. Um, so, so the first phone call, obviously, you didn't lock it up on a contract. Did you gather the information, build the rapport, and then set the appointment to call back the second time and lock it up, or what? Correct. So the second time I reached out to her, that's when I uh, put it on contract. I told her that I could acquire the property. Ah, gotcha, man. Good, good, good. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you're part of the uh, Friday Live Cold Call Role Play, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good for you, man. Okay, so now, uh, so you lock it up on a contract without seeing the seller without seeing the property at first. So it's pretty much virtual. Nice, bro. So what's the ARV? The ARV was around 170. Okay, 107,000? 170. Oh, 170. Okay, that makes, okay, makes sense. And uh, how many bedroom and bathrooms uh, does the property have? So this property was unique because the, uh, the person who died in that property he was building, he built an extended garage and he, he extended the house and he added around 600 square feet, right? So uh, initially they was going, there was going to be an added, they was going to add a bedroom in there and uh, they was gonna, just going to add a bedroom. So it's going to make it to a three bedroom, one bath. Gotcha. Three bedroom, one bath, and no garage. In a, in a, yeah, a new garage, correct. Okay. New, mm -hmm. Gotcha, man. Okay. And what was the, uh, and what was the estimated uh, rehab cost for that? The estimated rehab cost, that is, uh, I didn't get into the numbers with that. Um, that was something that I'm still kind to uh, learn. I just, so, I, when when he should when the owner said they wanted a uh, hundred and ten, and then I saw that there was equity in the property of a hundred and seventy for my first deal, I just wanted a uh, hundred and seventeen. That's what I wanted at first, a hundred and seventeen, and I really that's something that I now regret because I could have got way more out of this property. I now I now know because. Uh, the buyers they actually wholesaled it to 123 so yeah that's something that i've i now know uh uh in the future definitely to get that repair cost get analyze the property and um really try to tighten the numbers so i can get the most potential out the listing cool man gotcha 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 okay and and the thing is, uh, Damo, I'm actually going to ask you and get, get into more uh, details of yeah. what you just mentioned. So, you, so when you lock it up on a contract, you just lock it up on a contract for the seller asking price. You didn't know, so you didn't know what the repair cost would be. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know what the repair cost would be. Um, okay. There really wasn't much repairs needed other than like going to uh, – Add that other room and and yeah, add just add in the other room. I I didn't see that it would be that much, uh, just by I guess just watching other videos. Gotcha, uh, man. So okay, uh, so Damo, so 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 you just accept the offer. Now you mentioned that you were planning to get this house under contract at one seventeen. 
And mm. when the seller mentioned 110, you obviously, like for you, it's like, okay, it's a deal. So you lock it up. Now, how do you know, now, how do you know that 117 was the price to like, was the, like, was the right price to lock it up when you don't know the repair uh, costs? Yeah. So, cause I figured I gave uh, the end buyer enough wiggle room uh, because the ARV was one, 170, right? So I figured in between uh, 110 and 170, uh, I would think I was thinking like the most of repair costs would be twenty thousand. You know, so um, that they could still make good profit from the property uh, if they was going to buy it from me at 117. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right, bro. So, <clears throat> okay. So the property now, how do you, now, how do you figure out the ARV of, of the property? So I had the, I had the realtor, my friend, yep. he would come with me to the properties and he would look on the MLS, look at the comps and he came out to the number around 170 was the comps. Got it. Okay. So 170, okay, and did the did the buyer agree that the 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 ARV was was around 170 as well? Correct. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So the ARV of 170 it seems pretty correct. Now, if if I do so, if 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 I do the 30 percent rule, man, if I take 70 that 170 minus 30 percent, mm -hmm. that puts us at 119, and that's mm -hmm. ha and that's having taken away the repair costs, right? So at right. 119, that's if that's in perfect condition. Right, right. So that's, so that's without the repair. Now, you got to lock up on the contract at 110. You sent it out to your buyer at 117? Correct. I wanted 117, but they dropped me down to 109. Oh, 116. 113. I dropped the seller to 109. Got it. Mm -hmm. Got it. Mm -hmm. So you, you sent it out and now where do you find, where do you find your buyer? I, w I went to Google and I just, I put oh. in we buy houses and then you know how I give you contacts. Like yep. we buy houses near me. <laughs> so yeah, that's how I got it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So uh, for those of you who, 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 who don't know that. So there's a couple of different ways that you can actually find your cash buyer. And one of the ways that uh, Dom uh, Domino just share with you is that, you just Google, Google, we buy houses or sell my houses fast in the area that you're looking to wholesale. And there's two things that's going to pop up. One is another wholesaler website, right? right. Phone number, call them, right? Because they are just like you, right? They're out there building up their cash buyer. So, so, so you can send them um, your deals. Number two is obviously the fix and flipper, like the real end buyer that's going to pop up. And then uh, that's how you build up your cash buyer list. Great, man. So... Now, how long did it took you to found the buyers? It didn't take me no time. Um, it took just a, a day, really. I had them out there the next day. Uh -huh. Looked so. The, I thought it was an end buyer that they there was a they had they said they told me they had a um, construction company. Uh, so they was saying that they could you know put that other room at a low cost. Uh, so I thought that was the end buyer, but you know, it was better for them to just wholesale it. And it makes sense. 
uh, business is business. Uh, so yeah, it just took like a day for me to find. Nice man. Okay. <clears throat> so you get a contract with the seller. Now you came back. They, they'll tell you, Hey, at one we're ready to move forward. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ready to move forward, ready to close on it. And you got it under contract for one ten. So you want it. So you went back and renegotiate with the seller to see if you can get a little bit more. Correct. So you went back, renegotiate, and the seller agreed to 109. Correct. Mm -hmm. Now you assign it over to your buyers for the 113 that they want. So let me see here. Closing. What? Closed in 14 days. Gotcha. Okay. So closed in 14 days. Got it. So you, so you went back, renegotiate. Now, uh, Damo, I'm going to help you out if I understand you correctly. What you did was you sent a whole new purchase and sell contract to the seller for the new price of 109? Uh, signable contract, correct. No, I mean like, the, okay, so the purchase and sell agreement that you have with, your, with the seller at the 110, and when you had to go back and renegotiate, I, I noticed you mentioned earlier that you sent a whole new purchase and sell again with a new price, or, or what did you do? Correct, yeah, to the seller to get the 109 to, Got one, it, bro. to 110 to 109. Got it, bro. So I'm going to help you out, bro. So when, when you, so you guys, you do not want to do this. It's what you want to do, Damo, is you want to mm -hmm. send over an addendum. Do, mm -hmm. So, so don't send, so you don't need to send over a whole new purchase and sell agreement. Just send over an addendum, mm -hmm. right? Just send over an addendum or just, or just simply cross out uh, the 110 and then put down there 109. And then just have them initial and date next to it, and you're good to go. Okay, okay. All right? Because uh, you, uh, then you're good to go. When you send oh, – the, the reason why is because it, it, it's the easier way. And when you send over a new, new, a whole new purchase and sale agreement, you know, for some seller, if they, if they have an attorney or their friend review the first one, then they might do it again on the second one because they're afraid that you're going to change some things in there. You know what I mean? Right. And Because the more they review it, right, it's – it's just not good. But if you just cross it out, right? The contract that they already signed, they already review. They have it, whoever it is that already review. They just sign it, right? Initial right next to the price change. Everything stays the same. Or I just simply send over an addendum stating, hey, the new purchase price shall be 109. That's it. Um, okay. Got it, man. Thank so now, okay. So you got a 109 and to the buyer for 113. That's a 4K deal. Right? So your so your wholesale fee was four thousand or is it forty five hundred? It was forty forty five hundred. Okay, so if I take one thirteen minus one oh nine, man, where did the five hundred come from? So it, so there was, so then it was one thirteen five then. Ah, uh, got and it. I, I, I forgot to mention the five hundred dollar earnest earnest money depo deposit fee as well. Gotcha. Okay. So the earnest, so, okay. So the earnest money that you had with the seller was 500. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now with the earnest money, did you bring it up or did the seller bring it up? I brought it up. Mm. And, mm -mm -mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. you, you guys, for those of you who are listening, you're starting out. I'm trying to answer as many questions as I, I, I'm, I'm, I asked Dom all these questions is so that you, you were starting out, you are confused, lost, overwhelmed, and you worry about the earnest money and all that. That's why I'm asking all these questions to let you guys understand that Domo is the one that brought it up, not the seller. Most sellers do not brought up the, uh, the earnest money. We don't even tell the seller about the earnest money. We put in there whatever we want. So right now, 
right now, right now in our contract, we put in there, we start out at 500, but now we put at uh, 250 because we're starting to tie more deal up in the contract. But, but, but you can put in there $10, $5. If you don't bring it up, the seller's not going to ask you. And then you just put in the contract. You know? So, yeah. so I, I'm, the, I'm just saying, because for those of you who say, well, Don put it under contract for $500 earnest money, but I don't have $500. So I'm telling you, yeah. yeah, I'm telling you only if you bring it up. If you don't, you can put in whatever you want. Most seller that, that you deal with do not even do, do like, do not even worry about that. Or they don't even know uh, to ask about earnest money. They just worry about the purchase price and everything that, you know, that, that they just don't get scammed. Um, Okay, man. So you found a buyer in about one day. Now, when the buyer did the walkthrough on the property, what did they tell you the repair cost would be? Uh, they they didn't get. They wasn't giving me that number. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. I, I feel like yeah, they kept that to themselves. Cool. Yep, I understood. Yeah, there was one guy saying, you know, it wasn't going to be as expensive. There was another guy saying it was going to be expensive. So I don't know. I felt like they was kind of running game on me. <laughs> gotcha, man. Gotcha. You guys. On this deal here, I really want you guys to pay attention to all the questions I'm asking because a lot of times, most of you are, what you do is that you will lose on a potential trying to make a larger assignment fee um, is because some of these issue, all right? And I'm really trying to help you out. Um, it's because some buyer will look at a piece of property and will pay you more, some will pay you less, all right? So let me walk through this real quick. Now, obviously, they don't share the repair costs with you. Do you know what the property would rent for, man? I, I believe they said $1,100, $1,200. Okay, so $1,100 to $1,200 to, okay, to rent the property for. Now, I will actually know the repair costs if I ask you this, dude. The kitchen, the bathroom, is it updated? Like, does it have granite countertop? Yeah, the kitchen was updated. Oh, the bathroom, does it have tile surround and all that? The bathroom, it, it was good. It wasn't as updated. Okay. So it just has a regular tub shower, uh, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, windows. Are the window new? I believe the windows was new. Okay. And does it, does it feel like it has X new, new paint and everything like that? Correct. Yeah. So there was a, there was like a recent like fire, the, the person who died, he uh, was a smoker and one day a, a room uh his master room caught on fire so he had to repaint repaint it put in uh we put in new windows and then he redid the kitchen uh he, he put in new granite uh new splash on the backsplash got it yeah got it man okay so okay now i think i now i think i i kind of have this figure out so what happened is that and we actually bought a property that's just similar to this. So they caught on fire. So whoever it is, my, so the insurance company typically sends someone out there. Sorry, the, the insurance company typically sends someone out there to actually give you a quote. And then they actually will send someone like a construction crew to come out there because it's probably, um, you know, uh, is uh, insure. So they'll right. probably send someone out there, probably did like, mo probably did the rehab on the property already right it's 16,000 uh, gotcha man okay now how many square footage is the house it was uh 1,500 1,500 square feet okay 
So I figured that, you know, based on just, just by adding an extra room or something like that, it could be, you know, I'm thinking maybe the rehab on this house, it looks like it's about the 15, um, you know, the 10 to 15 K. Yeah. So, okay. So the buyer that's the, a wholesaler buys, lock it up on a contract with you at 113 and they end up sending to the end buyer and resell for how much again? Uh, 125. 125. Okay, hold on a second. 125K. Now, did, now, did you, so you just assigned it over to this, uh, this buyer, mm -hmm. another wholesaler at 113, and then they assign it over to another person for 125? 125. Okay, so, so they didn't double close. They just went ahead and assigned it over to the other party. Correct. Okay, so for those of you, like for those of you who, who don't know this, like you can continue assigning the deal. Like, like I've, I've, I've heard people have assigned it over three to four to five times because there's such a big spread in there that they keep on assigning it over and over and over again. You know, like, 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 like you can totally do that. Like the only thing that in the assignment agreement, the assignment agreement just need to say that this assignment agreement is assignable so that way your buyers or whoever it is can can assign it over to another person to another person um and, and that's why this is like from from it was went from uh uh dominic over to uh the wholesaler and then the wholesaler and to end buyer so this is actually the real end buyer it's the one that actually bought it for 125 correct got it man Got it. Now, uh, your buyer didn't say that they were uh, a wholesaler. They told you that they were a buyer. Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah. Covenant properties. So okay. they're actually known in uh, Louisville. That's like a wholesaling company or a, a fix and flip company. Uh, fix and flip. Oh, okay. So I, they do, they say they have a lot of rentals actually in the area as well. Hmm. Okay. So, so, so when they lock it up on a contract with you at one thirteen, I, I was just curious. Like, are, are they planning to wholesale, or, or, or were they planning to actually buy and fix and flip it? Yeah. So that was my. So when I first showed them the property, uh, they brought their construct construction guy out. They brought uh their their lead guy out, and they was walking the property, and then they went in the area where they was the, like they was designing as to how the new room would look and you know they was they was talking about they needed to add a hallway here they was going to have the room in this area here so in my mind I thought they was going to come in to con construct the room gotcha man so you're th okay got it got it okay so let me share with you guys, like there's different type of buyers out there that you guys got to understand. All right. Because at, at, if I take 170 minus 30%, that puts it at 119. And let's just say that's going to cost about 15,000 to do the extra room or whatever. If I take 15,000, that means the end buyer that buys this, that, that, that buys property at a 30% discount, they have to be, they have to buy it at 104. So, which means this deal doesn't make sense for them. But let me share something else with you. So, if I take 170 mm -hmm. minus 25%, that puts us at 127 minus just 15,000. That puts us at 112. All right. So, which means 
um, the buyers that, that, that buys property at a 25% discount, they have to be at 112. Now, if I take 170 minus 20%, that puts us at 136. I, I'm just trying to figure out where this buyer's at. 136 minus 115. That put us at 121. So your buyer, man, so your buyer is probably in the, they're probably right around between the 20 to 25% uh, buyers, which means they don't need a 30% discount. I'm, I'm telling you guys this so you guys can keep on, you know, uh, you know continue, right, to, to build up your cash buyer list and so that way you can get more out of your deals. Like you can get more out of your deals, all right? Because if, if now, if, if Dom send this out, if he send this out at a higher price, which because he, you know, because he sent it out to the buyer at 117. And if this mm -hmm. buyer, if like this buyer is, is probably the 20 to 20% buyer and the buyer that buys it at 125, let me tell you guys what that buyer would buy property at, man. So 144 minus 15. So the buyer that pays, that, that, that pays 125, they are the 15% buyers, which means they only want a 15% discount. Now imagine if you have those kind of buyers and you lock a property up on the contract at a 30% discount. Look how big your spread would be. And I'm sharing this with you guys because when I first started, man, and I'm sorry, man, this interview, I talk way more than my guests, which is- you good. Uh, I'm learning, I'm learning. I feel bad, man. Okay, so when I first started, man, I keep on thinking that's there, that I, I gotta find a 30% discount buyer. Like, I, like, like, like that's, that's, that's what I was taught. That's what I was teach. And, 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 and I continue locking property up on the contract at a discount and then send it out to these buyer at a 30% discount. But as I grow, right, as I grow, right, and now I have buyer that will pay 20%, 25%, and sometimes even 15% discount, which means they don't need the 30% discount. They're happy with getting a 15% discount, a 20% discount. So now that's why some of my assignment fee are so large because I lock it up on a contract at a 30% discount and I send it out to these buyers at a 20% discount. So let me share with you. So if I take 170 minus 30%, so 119, so let's just say like, 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 like Damo, I lock it up on a contract for 110. Let's just say 110. Mm -hmm. Now, if I go 170 minus 20% discount, 136, all right, minus 110. So, your, so if I send it out to the buyer that will buy it at a 20% discount, your assignment fee man on this one potentially is 26K. Now that's, now, now that's without minusing uh, the, uh, 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 the rehab costs. But it seems like this buyer is buying at 15% discount. So at 126, he'll buy it. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hold on a second. So 170 minus 20% minus, uh, so 125. So they, they calculated there's this $11,000 in rehab. So you, so the 110 minus the 125, man, that's a 15K deal. It's, it could be, it could be a 15 to a 26K deal. So for those of you, like, or those of you who are not aware, there are buyers out there that are, that are happy with a 15% discount. You just got to continue billing your back cash buyer. And the best, and for me anyway, where I find these cash buyer is, 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 is through a realtor. Call realtor. Because realtors, you know, they, they, they have network and they have friends or family that might have some, 
money in the 401k. They might have, you know, um, a, a, a friend or somebody they know that are a general contractor. They don't go to the seminars. They don't go to the U, YouTube university. So they don't know about the 30% discount. They're thinking about, hey, if I buy this property, you know, I make, you know, 50000 a year or whatever it is, right? That, I'm, tell, I'm sharing with you, this is, this is the mindset of the, con, the, gen, the contractor that wants to buy their first fix and flip. Or maybe they do two or three a year. I'm sharing with you because this is how some of my buyers think. They're like, well, if I make like 60000 or 70000 a year, and if I do like, you know, an extra two of these or three of these because they're contractor anyways, that's what they do. Instead of fixing someone else's property, you know, that they buy and fix up their own. And they, they think, hey, if I make an extra, you know, 20000 or 15000 on a flip, that's just adding to their income. And that's how they think, you guys. And, they, and they're thinking, hey, all they're putting up is the money to buy the material because the labor cost is what's cost the most. That's why they can come in and be more competitive. That's why when you guys see property that are listed on the MOS, right, that needs work, and it's really hard for, our, for, for, for us wholesaler to lock these deal up on the contract because you're competing with these general contractor or with the mom and pop or maybe a husband and wife looking for their first fix and flip or, or maybe just looking for a fixture where they can go in and buy the property and fix it up and live in. And they are okay with, hey, 10% equity, 15% equity. They don't need the whole major discount. So I hope that makes sense to you guys, man. Um, so let me get back to, um, let me get back to asking Dom. I mean, that's pretty much, um, okay, now how much of a non-refundable did you have your buyer put down, man? Uh, they didn't put anything down. Oh, bro. Oh, yeah. bro. <laughs> bro, you, yeah. dude, you haven't watched my channel enough, broski. <laughs> so <laughs> now, enough. hey, dude, did you ask him to put anything down or were you, what? Ask. You didn't ask? Yeah, I didn't ask. Uh, since they was going to do it in 14 days, I didn't, I didn't feel a need. Okay, gotcha, man. So my next question for you is, did you know that you were supposed to get a non-refundable? Did I know? Yeah. No, I did you not didn't know. You didn't know either? Mm -mm. I mean, I knew I was going to get it back from closing day. No, no. I, like, I mean, like, did you know that, hey, once I find a buyer, I need to get a buyer That's to put down a non-refundable? Like, did you know that? Oh, yes, sir. I did know that. Oh, I, okay. I gotcha, bro. You did know that. But now my question for you is, because you guys, it's all mindset. I want to ask, so why didn't you ask? Were you afraid or were you just like, hey, they're cool and... Yeah, so they told me right away that they wanted the property. So at that time, I mean, they in, in the contract, they said that uh, the contingency that they was not going to, there was no inspections needed, that they was going to acquire the property on the 14th on the 14th day gotcha got mm -hmm. it bro okay let me let me help you again bro 14 days closing and then you figure hey if they sign the contract they are now tech legally bound to move forward to close on the property is that correct that's what i figured i texted them i, t I was texting them too and i was i asked uh the acquisition manager and i i was asking about a part of the contract about the contingency and they I mean, he, basically I was asking so can y'all still back out and he told me no we are not going to back out 
So you got play, uh, you got play, <laughs> bro. Let me tell you something, you guys. Listen to me. the The agreement, the contract, will become legit only if they're an exchange in money. One dollar, two dollar. If they're an exchange in money, it will become legit. If they, if there's no money, right? If there's no money, they can technically, dude. I like, I can sign it and then walk away, man. Like they mm. can technically, like you can sign it. Like, okay, now I want to make sure I don't know how it is in your states. I'm just sharing with you my experience, my opinion. I want to put the disclaimer out there so people are not going crazy, right? <laughs> right. But that's why we ask for a non-refundable, man, because if they right. don't, they can walk away. You're right. They, they can actually mm -hmm. walk away. Even after they sign it, they can walk away, man. They can walk, they can walk away. And, and, and for those of you listening, and also, too, is for, uh, for you as well, uh, Dominic, Dude, you got to get them non-refundable, man. I've seen it happen before, right? I've seen it happen before where maybe they trust the buyer, whoever it is, think they're cool. Some people like, um, they're afraid to bring it up because they're like, oh, I finally find a buyer and I don't want to mention. Maybe it, maybe it might cause a conflict where they pull out or whatever it is, right? Whatever it is that's in your mind. But I'm telling you that you need to get a non-refundable. And the best way is just ask them. All right, I understand you guys are ready to move forward, right? My partner, just, just, just don't say it's you, man. Put it on your partner. Put it on somebody else. So you're not the one that are bringing it up. Hey, my partner wants to know is uh, how much of an unrefundable can you guys put down? Okay, they, okay. Dude, they do this on a daily basis. Dude, they would know, man. And you ask them because you want them to give you the number. And if you're not happy with their numbers, then you come back and give them your number. All right. But you guys, dude, got to get your non-refundable, man. Get your non-refundable. That way, if the buyer walks away, guess what? At least you're getting paid for your time. If they walk, let's just say, you know, they put down a thousand, they walk away, you get a thousand bucks and now you can give the seller the $500 or whatever that is. Right. But you got to get the non-refundable so they have skin in the game, man. So whenever they back out, dude, I hear buyers say it all the time, man. And I've, dude, I've been through it. Buyers sound like they're legit that they're solid, they're ready to go, that they have all the money to buy it and then things happen and then they back out, dude. All right? So get the non-refundable next time, man. Get the non-refundable and if you are, if you don't want to be the person to bring it up, just say partner. Just, just, just say, you know, just say partner. Just say, you and I are partner, man. Just put it on your partner, dude. Okay, dude. So closing 14 days and then you, and then you found out that they assigned it over to another, uh, to another party? Correct. Yeah, I had, uh, I had lunch with the acquisition manager not too long ago. And uh, he told, I was asking him how the construction was going. And he told me that they assigned it and they wholesaled it to another end buyer. At the same time. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, man. And hey, you know what, you guys, um, you know, it's all cool. You know, mm -hmm. it's all cool. It's, it's business, right? Because right. you don't have the buyer that they have. They have a buyer that they know, hey, this, my buyer is cool with 10%. So your job is you need to learn from my, hey, I got to continue building this because there are buyers that only want those kind of discounts. So I'm going to hunt and I'm going to try to find those buyers. And I'm right. telling you the best way is to call all the local realtor in the area and just network with them, right? Just mm. network with them. Right. Um, all right, bro. I think that is the wrap, man. Now, yeah. what I want to know is that um, uh, how do people connect with you, dude? Yeah, so you can connect with me at my Instagram at Garmin Dominique. And uh, my email is damo.garmin1414 at gmail.com.
Fantastic, man. And you guys, I'll make sure I put all that in the descriptions for you guys to connect with Damo. Damo, any last word, man? You want any, okay, any last word you want to say to those that are starting out? You know, they're, they, they, they're trying to grind, trying to hustle, but haven't got their first deal, bro. Oh, uh, yeah, you got to keep on grinding. You got to keep on grinding. You can't be scared. It's, you know, scared money do not make money. That is true. You got to be on the phone. You got to be confident, too. You got to believe in yourself before anybody else to believe in you. Woo! Bro, I like that. Scare mine, but not make the money. Uh-huh. <laughs> I like that, bro. All right, you guys, that is the wrap. If you guys find any value, man, even a little bitty, all I'm asking from you is smash the thumbs up, comment below, show us some love. And also, too, if you don't, man, honestly, man, maybe my channel is not for you, dude, because we're dropping freaking bomb. I don't know how you cannot. Yeah. So, anyways, you guys, if you haven't followed me on Instagram, hit me up on IG, go to Kong. K-H-A-N-G dot like a period WTM. You, if you're recently new to the channel, smash the subscribe button and also choose you guys turn on the bell notification, man. Because when I upload this new video or when I go live, you guys get notified. And also too is every single Friday, man, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard, we're doing a live cold call role play where we get on and I criticize you. And I punch you in the face <laughs> and tell you what you need to work on. But it's absolutely fun, man. It's absolutely fun. We're doing it every You'll single learn. Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard. Also, to those of you who are starting out in this journey, man, if you're starting on this journey, I really recommend if you're new, pick one or two people that you want to follow and just zone out the rest. A lot of time, too, inform too much information, overloading knowledge will cause procrastinations because you don't know what to do, all right? If you want me to hand it to you on a silver plate and give it to you step-by-step, step, then check out my step-by-step step guide, How to Virtually Wholesale. It's $4.99, only for those of you who's ready, who's committed to take your life, your business to a whole nother level. The link is in the descriptions. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Until next time, Damo, thanks, bro. Ciao. Thank you, Mr. Kong. See you, man. Later, bro.